With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Outkick the Show. Uh, this is your buddy Clay Travis, and I am your fearless leader. I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Right off the top, we are planning a monster NCAA tournament party on March the 19th in downtown Nashville. That is my hometown. We are going to start doing OutKick events in earnest sooner rather than later. March the 19th, that is the Friday when the NCAA tournament begins. For those of you out there who haven't realized it yet, the NCAA tournament is now beginning on a Friday instead of a Thursday We are doing an all-day party. You can sign up and get the details for the OutKick party by going to OutKick.com slash VIP. That is OutKick.com slash VIP. You can come hang out with me and all of the OutKick crew, Jonathan Hutton, Paul Kaharski, and Chad Withrow will be uh, broadcasting live from that location. I will get up and I will talk probably a lot because it's what I do. You can hang out. We'll have an awesome time outkick.com slash VIP Big news monster news hallelujah Texas Governor Greg Abbott has officially ended the pandemic in the state of Texas they are starting March 10th going to 100% allow every business to open every business in the state no more restrictions you can get back to your life in the great state of Texas and they are ending the mask mandate all over the state of Texas as well. Thank you, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. By the way, fellow Vanderbilt Law School grad, I might add, making the biggest and best decision of any state governor. I imagine that many other governors are going to follow suit and we're going to end this absurdity a year after it all started. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this right now. This is the right decision. If you are the hashtag party of science, if you're looking at all the data, there is no reason to keep anything closed and I've been arguing this for a long time. The best possible stimulus that can exist anywhere in the country is opening the country back up. Let me repeat that. Everybody's like, oh, we need this stimulus. We need $1.9 trillion to make sure that the economy doesn't collapse. No, no, no. You just need to let people get back to their lives. If you're terrified, if you are unwilling to leave your home, that's your right. But we have overall vaccinated 70 million people thanks Operation Warp Speed, thanks to Donald Trump and the administration for an unprecedented rapidity in developing all of these vaccines. We are going to have Herd immunity, if you read a lot of experts we may already have it, frankly but we're certainly going to have it by the end of April because over 100 million people have already had COVID and we now have vaccinated over 70 million that means over half the country either has had the virus 
or has now been vaccinated at least the first dose the Johnson & Johnson virus is rolling out the best possible stimulus is to open up the entire country. So I give props to Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Here's an interesting question for you. Could that mean that the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros among other teams in Texas could have 100% capacity inside of their stadiums for games in April or May? I don't think that's a crazy possibility. I really don't. If businesses are allowed to open back up to 100% capacity obviously there are still city uh, residences and city choices that are going to be made Uh, but this effectively ends the pandemic all over Texas. This by the way is why so many people from New York and California and Illinois and all over these Democratic bastions are moving down to Texas and Tennessee and Florida and frankly they're coming here because of the choices we're making. Don't start voting differently. Keep your powder rolling here on the side of freedom on the side of capitalism on the side of open and robust debates on the side of the First Amendment in general props to my fellow Vanderbilt Law School alum Greg Abbott the governor of Texas for making the fabulous decision to open up his state all of the evidence supports it being the right call I give him major props for making that decision monster news out there in the world when you consider the amount of population in Texas I would think that Florida which has been very much open for a long time will follow suit. I would think Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi all of these states that have progressive in terms of being in favor of jobs have progressive ideals in terms of actually following the science as opposed to curling up in the fetal position and crying all of them are going to move rapidly I think to opening back up. Let me just say this too. This also ties in with one of my biggest stories that I've been hammering on for months now. And I like to think that as OutKick's influence has grown our impact here has continued to increase as well. There's a story out today and we wrote about it at OutKick. Schools should all be open all over this country. There is zero argument at this point in time if you look at the data if you look at the science the pediatricians agree the CDC agrees everybody who supposedly is an expert and people who are supposed to be following the science all agree that we got to open up schools. And I saw this stat and I was in disbelief that it is not receiving more attention given how equity is the big buzzword of the day. Oh, we have to make sure that we end up with equitable results. Not equality, equity. Those are two different words. But if equity is your goal 3 million kids have disappeared in terms of attending school since remote schooling began back in March of last year. A year ago we told many kids frequently the poorest in the entire country that we were going to educate them remotely. And many of those kids don't have access to reliable Wi-Fi they don't have laptops they don't have the ability to follow out of school learning. And so we have lost 3 million kids they can't track them down they don't know where they have gone they have dropped out of school because they're either unable or unwilling to sit down in front of a computer every day and continue to learn. And the impact if you study such studies of an economic perspective is going to be in the hundreds of billions of dollars to this country maybe even running into the trillions of dollars in lost education limiting health 
limiting uh, educational achievement, limiting overall earnings potential, limiting life options for so many kids out there. Three million kids lost due to remote schooling. We allowed teachers unions to win at the expense of our children. Which is why I believe shutting down our public schools for a year as we did is the biggest public policy failure in America since the Vietnam War. And it will be more costly than anything else associated with COVID. Let me just say this too. There's a lot of focus on death. Death with COVID not from COVID by the way. But almost everyone who is dying from COVID is elderly. I hate when anyone dies. But really what we should be focused on is years of life lost not years of life uh, uh, just death. Because if you're 78 years old and you would have lived to be 78 and 6 months and you die with COVID you might have lost 6 months of your life. But if you are a kid who isn't able to be in school and as a result commits suicide at the age of 15 or 16 years old as many kids have if you study some of these uh, some of these uh, numbers that are coming out that's 60 years or 70 years potentially of life lost. That's why when we go to funerals unfortunately when we go funerals of children are so much sadder than funerals of the elderly because it is the natural course of life that old people die. That's what happens. Hopefully you live a full life and then one day you die. That's what's going to happen to every single one of us. Sorry. Sorry to spoil your day but every single person here watching me right now is going to die. That is the natural order of life. If you know how to become immortal well let me know because I think I'd like to live for a long time. A lot longer than I'm probably going to live. But if someone who is a kid dies it is much worse than if an elderly person dies. One of the good fortunes to the extent there is any of COVID is that it primarily has been an issue for the elderly. The country would have been totally different if children had been in danger from COVID. Fortunately, they are not. Children are under more danger from the seasonal flu than they are from COVID. And so this idea that we chose teachers who were, by the way, highly unlikely to have any danger from teaching. In fact, not much more likely to get COVID from teaching than living their ordinary lives now at the expense of these 3 million kids we lost due to remote schooling not being able to keep them enrolled in school is one of the great failures of our lives the biggest failure of my life as an American citizen. It shouldn't be partisan. It shouldn't be Democrats. It shouldn't be Republicans. It shouldn't be anyone. This is a big deal and we have failed at least 3 million kids more likely tens of millions of kids who have not been able to go to traditional school. Speaking of opening back up you're going to hear me say it I can't believe I'm saying it but roll tide. Alabama has become the first school that I am aware of to say we are planning on 100% capacity for football this season coming up. School at Alabama they announced is going to be back in person normal classroom attendance this fall down in Tuscaloosa and on top of that athletic director Greg Byrne came out and said 
Yes, that means 100% capacity for football stadiums as well. Roll, tide, roll. I love that Alabama got out ahead of this. This is the precedent that we need to be setting in conjunction with the state of Texas opening up everything in their state. Clearly, the University of Texas, Texas A&M, Baylor, TCU, all of those schools would theoretically be a part of this as well. We are getting back to normalcy in rapid fashion. And I congratulate Alabama on being the first school that I have seen say that they are planning on 100% capacity, 100% normalcy normalcy this fall for college football. Can't wait for college football season to be back and for everything to be 100% back to normal. I don't know if you guys saw this story. Uh, It didn't get a lot of attention. It kind of got buried because I think of the J.J. Watt news. Alex Smith now out with the Washington football team. First of all, I think they should rename the Comeback Player of the Year award after Alex Smith, one of the most impressive comebacks of any athlete in the history of sports. Uh, But the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, they already kicked Dwayne Haskins to the curb. They don't see Alex Smith as their solution either. They are trying to figure out who the long-term future of their franchise is going to be and Alex Smith is out. What it makes sense for Alex Smith going forward I think probably a role as a mentor and a backup I'm not sure that he's healthy enough to be a full-time starting quarterback even with the number of games that he played Uh, they didn't feel comfortable using him in the postseason Uh, Taylor Heineke uh, they ended up with right now he would be the presumptive starter I would say for week one of the Washington football team season if we had to go right now but I anticipate them drafting a quarterback trading for a quarterback getting a quarterback on the free agent market before all is said and done I would be very surprised if that isn't going to happen but uh, props to Alex Smith on the incredible comeback and I wish him well in finding a new location. Did you see this story? I couldn't believe this story and it's not going to get very much coverage from the woke universe out there Uh, but we have this up on OutKick and by the way you should be reading OutKick.com every single day Uh, because there are a lot of stories there which will not receive the coverage that they deserve because you can't really trust uh, the sports media in general. The Atlanta Hawks fired their head coach Lloyd Pierce yesterday after he went 63-120 and 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 couldn't really get get along with his uh, star point guard. Um, And this is interesting. Rick Carlisle, Dallas Mavericks coach, blasted the move and said uh, why should they have kept uh, Lloyd Pierce as the Atlanta Hawks coach because according to Rick Carlisle and this is a direct quote Georgia in a very large part because of Lloyd's work and commitment went from being a traditional Republican state to a Democratic state which has massively changed the landscape of our country. So wait a minute. Rick Carlisle the Dallas Mavericks head coach said that Lloyd Pierce the Atlanta Hawks head coach who went 63-120 and didn't deserve to be fired because he was a Democrat and he worked to uh, help Georgia vote for a Democrat for President Joe Biden instead of Donald Trump. This is where we are in sports what your political beliefs are should determine according to Rick Carlisle the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks whether or not you are able to keep your job 
not your record at all or the fact that you can't get along with your star point guard. This is unbelievable. Uh, This is crazy that your record as a coach now isn't what is being judged. Your political opinions are being judged now in the NBA to determine whether or not you deserve to keep your job. This is madness. This is insanity. As if the madness and insanity could not get worse. Did you see this? Dr. Seuss is now racist and being canceled according to the woke mob. Yes, Dr. Seuss of Green Eggs and Ham is being canceled. Joe Biden and his administration usually the encouragement to read week is pegged in conjunction with Dr. Seuss's birthday. As recently as a few years ago they would show up no matter who the president was with and read the cat and the hat to a large collection of kids. Obama did it. Michelle Obama did it. Bill Clinton did it. Democrat, Republican, it didn't matter. Now people have so lost their minds that Dr. Seuss Dr. Seuss is racist and he has to be canceled. This is the argument, right? This is the argument that Donald Trump was right about. He said cancel culture doesn't end. Everybody mocked him when he said, you know, they start with Confederate monuments and it rapidly will move to Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and that's the truth. Cancel culture doesn't end. Illinois is starting to discuss removing Abraham Lincoln statues. Illinois, a.k.a. the land of Lincoln is unhappy with Abraham Lincoln statues. This is madness. And some people out there, maybe some of you watching right now, you thought, well, if Donald Trump loses, this is going to go away. No. No. All it has done is embolden the idiots embracing identity politics and cancel culture. They have been emboldened by the election of Joe Biden who won't stand up to him who won't say you know by the way Dr. Seuss I think green eggs and ham I think probably he's okay not to be considered a racist. He's probably the most popular children's author in the history of the universe and he's led a lot of kids that otherwise might not have been interested in books into a life of literacy. Maybe we should draw the line there. They don't. They won't stop at all. Cancel culture does not end. The only way it ends is by people standing up and rejecting it. Head on. Don't allow it to progress any further. Because you can't negotiate with these people. There's always something more that they want. It's why I said I wouldn't change the Washington Redskins name. Because you knew as soon as that happened what would happen? Oh, the Indians isn't appropriate. And then the Chiefs and then the Braves. And you know what? That won't stop it either. Then it'll be the Fighting Irish. Then it'll be the Florida State Seminoles. Anything other than a color is eventually going to be unacceptable. Hurricanes. Why would you celebrate a hurricane? Why would there be tornadoes? All of this is going to be eliminated in the years ahead unless reasonable people like you and like me stand up 
and repudiate and refuse to acquiesce in any way to the demands of cancel culture and identity politics. The vast majority of people are on our side. We just have to win this battle and we have to get corporate America to stop apologizing and acquiescing and agreeing to every possible ridiculous demand from the woke mob such as the Dr. Seuss books. I wish the Dr. Seuss people had just come out and said we're not changing a word. We don't believe in editing the works of a genius. If you don't like them don't read them. We're not going to stop publishing certain things because they offend people in the modern day culture. We are going to continue to allow the works of a genius children's literature author to be available for everyone. If some people don't like them that's the story of art. Not everyone has to like everything. More importantly just because you're upset by something doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to consume it. That's what a free culture is about. The open marketplace of ideas. Censorship book burnings restricting the flow of information name me one political party in history that has ever been on that side and ended up being right. There is a difference between disagreeing and saying I disagree and you don't have the right to your opinion. The latter is not reasonable debate in a country of a multiplicity and myriad of ideas like America we have to stand up to it and we have to stand up to it soon. Speaking of what happens if you go full woke the Golden Globes viewership was down 62% this year. Only 6.9 million viewers. The Oscars is next. Why? Because people are fed up with being lectured by Hollywood elites all day long every day. Entertain us or your business will cease to exist. A lot of these people need to be taught a lesson that the reason they make money is because people enjoy their products not because they enjoy their politics. And when you mix the two together you are going to alienate a vast percentage of the American population saw it happen with the NBA we're seeing it happen with the Golden Globes the further left you go the more woke you become the more broke you become as well. Go woke go broke. Finally Andrew Cuomo Andrew Cuomo is done in New York but let me just say this right off the top yesterday I wrote a column breaking down how every decision that Andrew Cuomo has made from a data based perspective just the facts is wrong. He's got the highest death rate New York State does anywhere in the world. They have vastly underperformed Florida and Texas which have opened up their economies and opened up as we just said to begin this show the state of Texas is 100% opening back up their businesses starting on March 10th ending the mask mandate. What New York has done doesn't work lockdowns in the United States have not worked purely from a data-based perspective. Okay? The virus was going to virus no matter what we did. All of the lockdowns all of the lost jobs 
all of it was worthless. It was for naught. I'm going to break out all the data in all 50 states for you this week. I've already been working on it. But trust me when I say if you look at the unemployment rate and you compare it to the COVID death rate shutting down your economy had almost no impact on the death rate from COVID in your state. All you did if you shut down your economy was still have people die with COVID but simultaneously destroy the underlying firmament of your state's economy. That's what California did. That's what New York did. It failed. Now Andrew Cuomo is under fire not just because he lied about thousands of people who died in nursing homes based on his errant decision to send infected people back into the nursing homes allowing the virus to spread like wildfire in his state but also because he's evidently been sexually harassing women at least if you believe their accusations against him. Now, unlike the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee and everybody else who immediately believed in the Me Too allegations regardless of whether or not they were true hashtag believe all women which is fundamentally a repudiation of the basic tenets of the American judicial system which remember justice is blind you can't believe all women just like you can't believe all men just like you can't believe all white, black, Asian or Hispanic people you can't believe or disbelieve anybody based on their identity you just can't and so Andrew Cuomo I believe deserves the ability to defend himself but these allegations seem very substantive and I will be surprised if Andrew Cuomo keeps his job but what I would encourage you to do this is all that I would ask you to do in general is hold politicians accountable for the arguments that they make. Ensure that if they argue one thing for a Democrat the same precedent would apply for a Republican. Some people get mad at me. Believe it or not not everyone loves your boy. But what I do is try to make every decision with the precedent in play of what would the overall facts dictate regardless of who was involved in this case. And what I believe in is due process and the antiquated notion for many in a social media age of innocent until proven guilty. I think Andrew Cuomo should lose his job because of his inability to handle COVID because he's the worst politician responding to COVID in the entire world but not because any woman prior to an investigation accuses him of wrongdoing. The fact that Andrew Cuomo might keep his job despite being involved in the death of thousands of state residents but lose his job because he kissed someone that he didn't want to be kissed by that seems to me to be madness. Cuomo doesn't deserve to be the governor of New York because he has failed when it comes to responding to COVID. I don't think these sexual harassment allegations should be necessary to remove him from office but the fact that Democrats are starting to buckle and no longer support Andrew Cuomo is a just result based on his failure to handle COVID. I would say, however, that everybody Kamala Harris all of the Senate Judiciary Democrats who immediately said that Brett Kavanaugh had to resign and was no longer able to be a Supreme Court Justice should have their feet held to the fire and they should be asked why the same standard isn't being applied to Andrew Cuomo. It can't be just because he is also a Democrat. Could it?
Oh, of course it is. Hypocrisy, boys and girls. It's the name of the game when it comes to politics. I am your boy, Clay Travis. God bless Texas. Thank you for opening back up. I'll be live on television, Fox Bet Live, in about an hour. Radio show rolling tomorrow. We'll be talking about a lot of these subjects and more. Go sign up if you want to be at our big event on March 19th. DBAP, unless you need to be, unless you need to SBAP, outkick.com slash VIP. I am Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick the Show.